This podcast is presented to you by Angie Taylor, founding trustee of Land Bountiful Ministry, a private ministerial association. Land Bountiful Ministry is a private ministerial association with its own rules, terms, and conditions. Participation is conditional on membership of Land Bountiful Ministry. All information provided in this podcast is specifically created for private members of the ministry only. All content is offered for consideration, educational purposes, and private use only, and is not intended in any way to replace appropriate advice from appropriately qualified professionals. Each member is to discern for themselves the suitability of any and all information with regard to their own self and circumstances. Choosing to continue to listen to this podcast means you agree to be a member of Land Bountiful Ministry. Hello and welcome to Your Fairy God Mentor. This is the show that inspires, encourages, educates, and supports expectant women seeking to experience unhindered, undisturbed physiologic birth, women ready to heal past emotional wounds surrounding birth, and women on a journey to create balance for herself and her family. I am Angie Taylor, the mother of nine with two degrees in natural health. I am also a birth insider knowing the ins and outs of the birth industry and all the good, the bad, and the ugly. I have worked with expectant women and their sweethearts since 2003 in a variety of roles, including childbirth educator, birth doula, home birth midwife, breastfeeding support, and life coaching. Sit back and enjoy hearing about all the things you never knew you never knew. In today's episode, I interviewed Nicole Harris, who is a mother of two, owner of two small businesses, and trying to stay sane. She specializes in social media virtual assistant work, while also growing a family-owned furniture business where they refurbish and upcycle what you might already have on hand and would like to use in a different way. Enjoy our conversation. Welcome to today's podcast of Your Fairy God Mentor. And today I'm chatting with Nicole Harris, who has made the leap to work from home with her family around her. So we're going to have this conversation because a lot of us have made this pivot. Not all of us have made it for the same reason. So Nicole, welcome to the podcast. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, awesome. we're in Oklahoma and we keep getting pretty cold weather. Uh, we got down to six degrees last weekend, um, which is, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that's not really what happens a lot in Oklahoma in the winter, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm in Virginia and we've had snow, we've had rain, we've had sleet. We've had 70 degree weather. We've had 20 degree weather. Like they need, the weather needs to get it together. (laughs) Yes, it sounds to me like they finally have the name right. Instead of global warming, it's now climate change. And that's what we're all experiencing all in one day, right? Is climate change. And I, I hear it all across the United States is, you know, well, it started out as negative 10 degrees and now we're in the seventies. So 
<laughs> right. And then we wonder why everybody is, you know, sniffling and coughing. That's right. <laughs> because oh. we don't <laughs> right, right. And, and I have said, you know, Mother Nature is aware that something is going on with the human beings. And so she's fluctuating the temperature to help support our immune systems. Isn't she so wise? Oh, um, I never thought about it like that. That's brilliant. <laughs> she's so smart. <laughs> so tell me what were the determining factors for you for making that leap from working for somebody else to coming home and working for yourself? So I worked in an extremely toxic environment. Um, very, I mean, there's no, but there's no other word that I can use other than abusive. Um, so I, I took it for a year. Um, I, you know, I never, I had never left a job like that since I had had children. Of course, you know, when you're a teenager, you, there's plenty of jobs that you've walked away from. Um, but you know, I had kids, I had them depending on me. Um, my husband was depending on me. And of course me and my husband had had that conversation, like this job's going to make me snap. Like it's not going, this is not going to end well. Um, so just one day I had my boss berating me and you know, I was just like, you know what? I'm done. And I just stood up calmly, which is, you know, if you know me as a person is surprising, um, but calmly got up, got my bag. And I just looked at him and said, I'm done. And I walked away. Um, scariest ride home. Let me just say like, cause you know how you do something and then after after it all sinks in you're like oh my gosh what am I gonna do um but I had already started um my virtual assistants um like learning I was learning uh, you know how to to do stuff like that how to work from home how to um find clients like all that stuff so that gave me a little bit of peace but I didn't have any clients I walked out of my job, like my good paying job. Um, I had nothing. <laughs> so I was, um, I was terrified, but I was also liberated. Like that was the best decision I, I have made yet to walk away nice. from that. Like the stress that I felt from that job and like the constant like anxiety every day driving into work, like the anxiety that I had, like, what's going to happen today? What am I going to get in trouble for today? Like, what, what did I do wrong? Like, it's, it was too much. It was too much. I'm not a child. So I shouldn't be having those feelings going into a job. So yeah, I made the choice to walk away and it was the best thing I, I've done. Amazing. Yes. So so here you are, you're at work, you're being berated one more time, you've had it, you just pack up and you leave. So how did your husband react to you quitting your job? Um, you know, it was last minute, not a, hey, sweetheart, I'm quitting my job and walking out right now. How, how did he react to, to your decision? Yeah, he was, uh, he was furious. Um, he was not... Yeah, he, yeah, he was mad. Um, he was mad for, for a good little bit. Um, and then 
then just one day I told him like, listen, this was the best decision I made. I know you're upset. And I know that this is putting us in a little bit of a tight situation right now, but this needed to happen. Like this, the kids are happier. I'm happier. Like I, I felt so much healthier just because I didn't have that constant anxiety sitting on my chest. Um, so it took him a little bit. And then once I started actually getting clients, um, I felt like he was more settled. Um, he's more of a, uh, you know, not so focused on money, but a little focused on money. And I'm not like that. I'm more like, meh, we'll figure it out. No big deal. Like, what? I mean, we'll, we're just going to roll with it. So once I started getting clients, he, he um, felt a little bit more comfortable. And once he noticed how happy the kids were, that I was home more often, um, I think that really changed his perspective on it too. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry. Okay. I have a dog in my face. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it, it took a little bit, but we, we got on the same page and um, yeah, he's happy about it now. But I, I, I wonder, like, I can't say that I wouldn't have been like, you did what? <laughs> like, I feel like I would have been furious. So like, I can't really blame him. Um, I can't, you know, I wasn't upset that he was upset um he had every right to be I walked out and I made a huge change in both of our lives without discussing it um but that's also who I am as a person so <laughs> well and at some point we all need to put our mental health first right and if you're going into a job a workplace where you are leaving there feeling worse about yourself than you did when you walked in, then it's time to evaluate and look at your options. And right now, the, the freelancing field is exploding. Network marketing is exploding. Um, there are small businesses popping up everywhere because ev there's a growing number of people who are coming to the same conclusion that you are. I am better than this and I deserve better. Um, and I don't need to take this anymore. So I'm done. And so what drew you to being a social media virtual assistant? Um, I liked the fact that I could make my own hours. Um, that was really important to me. Um, being able to work, you know, at night or, um, you know, when the kids are in school, but I could be done by three um, was really important to me. Uh, my kids go to a private school, so I have to pick them up and I have to drop them off. So it was, and then my husband works crazy shifts. So there's some days that he's home. Um, so it just made more sense to me to have something that wasn't so set in stone, like eight to five, I have to be sitting at the computer. Like I needed something that I could do when it was, you know, so to speak, convenient for me. Um, I feel like as women, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves uh, to climb the corporate ladder, to be super mom, to be the best wife, to be the best housekeeper, um, all this stuff that we just don't need to do. Like, it's okay to work a couple of hours, you know, make 
I mean, I make a pretty good amount of money and then go hang out with my kids and, you know, dirty the house up. Like everything doesn't have to be perfect. And it took me a really long time to figure that out for myself. Um, that, you know, everything isn't going to be picture perfect all the time and that's okay. That's okay. So that's kind of what it is like with virtual assisting and, um, social media, like, there's some days that you're not going to have anything to do. And there's other days that you're going to be slammed. Um, so you just kind of got to roll with it, which works well for me. Yeah. Well, and you know, everything that you said, absolutely true. It's one of the reasons that I prefer working from home. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I first started working from home as a childbirth educator, and then I became a birth doula, um, which would take me away from the home. Um, and then a home birth midwife. And I think that being a midwife was the most challenging because I'm the type of midwife that is fine with a woman taking as long as she needs to take, as long as everything is okay with mother and baby, we keep going. Um, or until mom says, I'm done, just take me wherever, you know, um, it's her show, it's her event. And so the longest time I was away from my family as a midwife was nine days. Um, and that's not because the mom was in labor that whole time. It's because okay. she lived, yeah, she lived two hours away. And so she felt like her baby was getting ready to start things off. And so I was in their home for, I think three or four days, just waiting. Wow. Uh, yeah. And then after the baby was born, it was just you know, I'm here. I might as well just stay because I do a 36 hour as well as a one week check on the baby. So I just decided, okay, I'm just going to keep track of everything right now and help with breastfeeding and, and all of that and just hang out with you guys. So we just, See, I think, I think it's important too, that women know that a lot of hospitals have midwives and mm -hmm. that, you know, I, I didn't know that of course, it wasn't something I really looked into, but when I was pregnant with my first, I didn't know what a midwife was. I didn't know what a doula was or anything like that. And I worked at a daycare and one of the moms was telling me about like her birthing experience and how with her first, it was a long time, um, but she had requested no interference. She had a midwife and the midwife just let her body do what it's supposed to do. And like, I thought that was amazing because a lot of people feel so much pressure from doctors um, and that's not fair. You're bringing a human into the world. You should be comfortable. You should be doing it the way that you want to do it. Our bodies were made for this. They were made to give birth. It's, it's what we do. So, I, I mean, I think that's wonderful. And I think more people should know that they have that option. You don't have to go to a doctor that's going to force you to be induced or have a C-section or something that you don't want to do. Right. As long as you're healthy and the baby's healthy, then let your body do what it does. That's right. Yep. Yep. And we yeah. need more, more women, not just knowing that, but knowing that they can stand up for themselves. Um, yeah. And they can put their sweetheart into his space of protector and tell him, you know, these are, these are the plans. And as long as mom and baby are fine, um, mm -hmm. then we keep going and then educate yourselves on what it means. Mom and baby are fine. Um, because right, there's right. a lot of 
There are a lot of things said to couples in an effort to get them to make that next move um, just because the doctor doesn't want to be there anymore or the staff is, you know, it just becomes all about them and not who it needs to be about, which is that expected couple. Um, right. So, yes. I mean, I've heard people, I've heard people say like, oh, I couldn't do, you know, a vaginal birth because the baby was too big. What? <laughs> like, what did you think they did in the olden days? They didn't know if the baby was too big. They just pushed it out. <laughs> well, the fact is we still don't know if the baby's too big. Uh, right. The sizing with sonogram is significantly off. Um, I had a friend who was told that her baby was too big and they needed to take him now. He was over nine pounds and he came out and he was almost six pounds and ended up having to be in the NICU for a week because they, they forced him to come early. So yeah, it's important for us to and know all of this technology is not 100% accurate. It's wrong more than it is right. Right, and a lot of um, the tests that they run are wrong. Um, like the gene tests that they do, like I opted out on, when, on both of my pregnancies. I refused to do it and I had a very supportive wonderful doctor like she was great she let me run the show um and I opted out of that both pregnancies because I didn't want that stress and I had read so many blogs and um, posts about people who got that test back and it said that they had a baby that had down syndrome or there's another one like trace something I don't remember um but that they had that and then the baby came and everything was fine so like you stressed your whole pregnancy I'm sure doing exactly what I would do research and knowing how you know to take care of a baby that has problems or issues or health concerns or anything like that you wasted your whole pregnancy being stressed about that for nothing like to me that's that's crazy. That's crazy. And I, I just kind of wish sometimes that doctors didn't push that test period. Like just, just let your baby come. And if something is different about them or they have that extra chromosome, roll with it. Like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. So yeah, yeah, I think a lot of things that doctors do is just pushing stuff that really doesn't need to be pushed. A lot of it isn't even evidence-based. And so that's that's just another reason to really find a comprehensive childbirth education course taught by somebody who can be unbiased and can tell you, hey, this, this is what's evidence-based. This is what your doctor does in the hospital. And two-thirds of what they're doing is not based in the evidence. So you have the right to say, no, I don't need to do that. Um, right. And you can say no to any of it. Yeah. Um, and all of it, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I don't think, I think people get in there and, um, you know, they're thinking that that's a doctor. They know all, they know everything and they don't want to question it or say no. But if you don't want to do something or you don't agree, don't do it. Say no. Um, I, that's, you got to stand up for yourself and and for your unborn child. Um, if something doesn't feel right to you, then don't do it. Absolutely.
Absolutely. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about kids and, and I cannot talk about birth all day long and everybody already knows that. So, <laughs> so how, how do your kids feel about you working from home now? You already said that they're happier. Was it kind of a shock at um, first? Yes. So, um, like I said, my kids go to, well, my, at the time, my littlest one was at a daycare or um, home home babysitter. And then my oldest one was in school and she was in private school and her um, Gigi, which is my sister-in-law's mother would pick her up from school. So naturally Gigi wasn't picking her up from school anymore. She wasn't taking her to McDonald's to get chicken nuggets every day. And she wasn't hanging with her cousins. Like she was furious. (laughs) She was like, I don't understand why you're picking me up and why Gigi's not picking me up. Um, So she she was a little bit of an adjustment. Um, But I had, you know, one kid in one county, one kid in another. I didn't get off till five. I wasn't getting home till seven o'clock at night shoving food in their face if they needed a bath it was like one of those things where here's my bad mom award um but it was one of those things where like I would smell them like do you need a bath because if you don't that's great like get your pajamas on and get in bed um so once they noticed that they were able to come home we did homework they were able to play and you know do the things that they wanted to do before I'm like you know, feeding them dinner and then having a bath or whatever. Um, they really came around and it's, I can't even explain the, the difference in like their attitude. Um, especially my oldest, she, um, she just seems so much happier knowing that she has full structure. She knows who's dropping her off she knows who's picking her up. She knows the routine. Um, the routine isn't having to be changed depending on whether her dad's at work or not. So they've just thrived. Um, and I also feel like I'm more present just in their daily lives. Like I, I wouldn't even check their folder every night from school. Like and I would get multiple emails like can you check their folder can you take out the papers that we've sent home yeah I can uh sorry (laughs) I'm a working mom and I don't have my shit together period um so this really has changed all of our lives for the better um and I really think that if you just need someone to talk to or there's so many groups out there on Gab and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok that will help you, that will answer all your questions about leaving your job, that will help you and guide you into how to work from home. Um, I mean, it's a significant change. And I mean, I can't rave about it enough. My kids are just so much happier. Um, So yeah. I support it a hundred percent. Find yourself a mentor and do what you need to do uh, to make that switch because it's a hundred percent worth it. A hundred percent. 
I could just go on and on. <laughs> you and me both. You and me both. Once the kids realize that they're they're living a stress-free life compared to what it was like before, um, I think that they become like a hundred percent on board. Um, especially for mom to be home. Now, your husband is he still working outside the home, or is yes. he more involved in? Because I know you have another business. Yes. So um, he works outside of the home. He works a uh, swing shift. So it's four days on, four days off, four nights on, four nights off. So there's times that he's here for four days, um, which could be stressful. Um, I feel like <laughs> he sometimes is more stressful being here when I'm trying to work than my kids are. Um, I have really figured out how really needy uh, husbands can be. So, but I also, um, we do a furniture business and he does all the like heavy lifting of it. He cuts the stuff that I need. Um, I do a home decor handmade um, and then he'll do some furniture too, but it's mostly my dad that does the furniture. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're busy. Uh, you know, he works his full-time job and then he does this on the side. Um, so I'm very grateful that, um, you know, he is on board with all the craziness because um, it can be stressful, tedious, and kind of like an assembly line sometimes, but um, he enjoys it. So, and we get the kids involved, like they get to paint stuff too. Um, and they love that. So it's kind of like a whole family business, which is fun and can be frustrating. <laughs> right, right. Yes, and it is it is good. I mean, your kids are learning at a young age what it means to work, um, not just mom and dad go to work, but to understand that how you can implement and integrate the work that you do in your lifestyle. So um, as moms, we're really good at drop you know, jumping from one thing to the next. And, and when you've got your own business, you just figure out how to integrate it into what you've got to do. It's really nice to be able to schedule the family stuff um, around your business or vice versa. Um, sometimes you have to schedule your business around the family, just depending on what's going on. Like if it's spring break, then you schedule your work around the family. You want the family to come first. Um, so... You know. Right. And that's, that's the important part. You know, I, we forget that family is number one. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, that, that was a big, a big plus from, you know, for working at home, I can plan if the kids are out of school, then most of the time I don't work. I'm just spending time with them or doing activities with them. Um, or if I do have to work, I let them come in and, you know, they help paint or glue stuff or whatever um we're doing at that time but yeah yeah and it's important for them to know that you don't have to work for somebody you don't have to have a normal you know normal nine to five job you can you can work from home you can build your own business or two or three or whatever you want to do um just to do what makes you happy and what makes your family happy is important. Totally agree. 
So yeah. what do you love most about making that leap? <laughs> that I don't have to put pants on. I can roll in my sweatpants, <laughs> my leggings, like pajama pants. Um, yeah, I I love that. And I just feel like a better mom. Um, I'm more, you know, I'm more into their schooling, like what's going on, like the extra stuff, the fundraisers, like all that stuff. I know what's going on now. Um, I'm not by any means a perfect mom, like not even, not even a little bit. I, even being home, I still do things, you know, I make chicken nuggets. So, you know, even I'm not perfect by any means, but just to be more into what's going on in their lives has been like an amazing shift. I love that. I love that. And, and I think it's important, you know, as moms, just because you mentioned chicken nuggets, there's nothing wrong with making chicken nuggets for your kids. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely there's, not. There's studies showing that the way that we feel about ourselves while we're eating a food creates the reaction to that food. So um, it's really important for our kids to feel um, happy while they're eating and, and especially when they can sit down and they can have lunch with mom or mom was the one that made it for them. Um, right. that, that helps them, they feel more loved when mom's doing stuff for them. Um, so, right. you know, that's and I think the important we, we thing. forget that. Mm-hmm. Right. We forget how simple kids are. Like they just want to spend time with us. They just, I mean, my kids are totally fine with me just sitting on the couch and watching a movie with them. Like they don't care what we're doing as long as we're together. Right. So, excuse me, it's important not to put so much pressure on yourself or your kids. Right. Yep. Yep. So how can people get in contact with you? If somebody is is listening to this and they're Mm -hmm. saying, I need a social media virtual assistant. Um, what are the different ways? Do you have a website that they can go to? Um, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? So I have Instagram, Facebook, and Gab. Um, it's all Nicole Harris VA. Actually, I think my Gab is just Nicole Harris. And then um, I do have a website that's linked into my uh, Facebook and Instagram. It's Nicole Harris Virtual Services. Um, and oh, and I have an email, Nicole Harris VA at gmail.com. So any of those, uh, any of those I can be reached through. Nice. I have my phone. I have my phone all the time. So any of those ways. And then for my furniture business, um, we have a Facebook. Um, Christine Page Designs. Um, on Facebook, Instagram, I will be building a TikTok. I have not done that yet. And then uh, Christine Page Design at gmail.com. If you have any questions or if you live in the Virginia area um, and need furniture redone, we can do that. And I also, we don't ship furniture um, because that would be astronomical, but I do ship um, home decor stuff. So I have a website. Um, So anything on there, we will ship. Or if you 
want something specifically made or specially made for you or a family member, we can do that too. Thank you so much, Nicole, for being here with me. Um, I've enjoyed this conversation a great deal. Um, yes, so thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope and pray that you have a lot of business that comes your way uh, as a result of our visit today. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more about Land Bountiful Ministry, visit our website, landbountifulministry.org. To learn more about this week's guest, simply visit the description for this episode. And if you'd like to be a guest on this show, send an email to angie at landbountifulministry.org.